today, everybody, um, Amazing Careers is really excited to introduce you to Fee McClay. I actually met Fee uh, through this podcast specifically because of her story. Her career mm-hmm. journey has actually pretty much come full circle and it's not even over yet. Uh, her journey to date involves jobs in both the public and private sector and even a couple of different educational paths as well. There are a couple of themes within her story. Her choices have reflected other things going on in her life at any point in time. And she got to know herself better after each role that she took. So I'm delighted to welcome Fee. Welcome, Fee. Hello. Hello. Hi, Laura. Uh, Yeah, hello, everyone. And just to say thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, talk about myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's an absolute pleasure. I know your story is going to be really interesting for so many people. Uh, And just to start off, uh, when we very first uh, had our conversation, you said that really early on, you wanted to be a fashion designer. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was from a child, yeah. I used to spend lots and lots of time drawing, sketching, um, taking note of fashion, really into cartoons, that kind of thing, Uh, music videos, uh, sort of music trends, culture. So, yeah, it was was definitely the direction that I was um, going in, that sort of design, artsy um, direction. Well, so I thought I was going in. (laughs) <laughs> exactly I mean quite early on you've you've already made a bit of a switch from that original thought so tell us a bit about what made you not go down that path initially yeah so um I'd say it's a regret but it, it, it's not it like you, like you said in your intro sort of it, things do go sort of full circle I um I kind of went as far as college um, th- uh, into sort of the design um, career path and then I, I made a move I moved from Portsmouth to London which um, was great because it, it was a great thing to do it, you know, if you're into design and fashion and that kind of thing and I went to the London College of Fashion but I chose to get a job instead um, I think it was just the the, the, the bright lights the, the nightlife the the, <laughs> the the pace the new lifestyle just just got to me and I and I literally kind of just shut the door on pursuing um, fashion design and chose to work and party instead that's I feel quite shamed saying that (laughs) well I think as I say a theme for for me from our conversation that I want people to pick up on is that you made the decisions you made at the time and actually you've realized later later on that those decisions were probably right for you at the time. We'll come on to that a little bit more later on. But essentially, you started off at the London College of Fashion, but you then moved to get a job and you started working in retail. That's Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I still grew... Um, as a person in retail, I, I worked at, at, at Oxford Street. Um, at, so I worked in some of the, the, the big sort of Miss Selfridge, uh, um, Topshop, some of the big stores at the time. And yeah, I mean, definitely, I, I, I gained a lot of experience in a lot of roles. So I started moving up the ladder in terms of in, in retail quite quickly. So I won't necessarily knock um, where, where my sort of career path went went then. It just perhaps wasn't right for me at that. Um, it, it was right for me at that time, but you know, later on, reflecting back, um, 
I, I made a change. But but I learned a lot. As I say, I grew, got a lot of experience. I, I, I met a, a great network of people and I had so many amazing opportunities as well. So, yeah. Wonderful. It was, it was right. So you did realise, as I suspect people listening to this will realise, retail isn't particularly well paid. It is long hours. And so you made a bit of a decision to move to an office-based role and having more of that Monday to Friday, nine till five. So you ended up then working um, in a bank. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I, I did make that make that decision I, I just wanted a, a, a nine-to-five um because as, as you can imagine retail you give up your Saturdays your Sundays that kind of thing so that that definitely spurred that career change um yeah I, I started started working in banking that was um I, for some reason I, I really wanted to work in a bank I think it's I think it's just sort of like the professionalism it, it you know I I am um, wanted to move up the ranks and put personal bank about financially as well um did that didn't really take to that either to be honest but I mean, again loved it at the time but I did do a com- I did a company change I went from banking um to Barclays but in an IT department so sort of swiftly sort of moved out of banking but worked for for uh, an IT department within within a bank um which was great so so one thing I think I do just want to mention to people here is you actually spent, if if I remember correctly, over 10 years in retail. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't, I do want people to realise that this was not a quick shift for you to move out of retail and into banking. You had a solid experience in one sector on your CV and you made that shift. And when we talked about how you made that shift, I think I remember you saying it was mainly through agencies using recruitment agencies. Yeah, um, and I think it, it, it for me at the time, I, it was very much of I was in central London, so a lot of my sort of retail um, career was based sort of in the city, um, which which was great. Um, I did that thing where I kind of I, I rented I rented a lot. Of places in London, so I'd move from you know there were some of them were short let, some of them were, were slightly longer. It worked for me because I could always kind of travel wherever I was. I could always travel into central London wherever I shifted to, um, and you can imagine like, it's slightly different in terms of like rentals, but it, it you know prices went up uh, for whatever reason. Um, contracts ended in certain places, but if I always had that sort of central those retail jobs in central London that was perfect um yeah so yeah wonderful and I think the um this idea of how you sort of got yourself I mean is there any tips that you could share at this point about how you sold yourself to a recruiter who does recruiting for banking when you had no banking experience at that point yeah, I think me personally, I went for selling my strengths and I knew that my, I, I mean, I was still fairly young, but I still had a, a quite a good sense of self, good sense of myself. So I knew my strengths was customer service and talking to people. So um, I kind of went from that angle with agencies and yeah, I'm really good at talking to people. I, I'm really good problem solver, that, that kind of thing. So it really was me. Um, knowing my strengths and being able to sell my strengths and it 
it paid off because in a in, you know in a bank banking role I was custom you know essentially the roles that I was applying for were customer facing so it really was a case of me getting into into the interviews and, and saying that you know these are my strengths and this is what I know I'm good at knowing yourself and I think that's that's a big part of anything in life personally just knowing yourself and, and as I said yeah my strengths were really what carried me into that sort of change of career totally and you at this point uh you sort of started to realize talking about knowing yourself that there was a bit of a theme maybe where after a period of time in a role say five years or so you start to think is this role actually for me am I going to be happier doing this role have I grown as much as I could and that happened with you in the banking side of things as well when you decided to make another shift yeah and I think you know I know you get some people that kind of stick in a role for like umpteen years and uh, you know I've always been conscious of that at the back of my mind you know should I be but then what has actually taken sort of front and center is happiness and, and what's right for me so I was able to go actually it's it served its its purpose. My, my you know my, my job in a bank for this amount of time. I'm ready to explore something else now. Um, and I think at the time the the advertisement for for the job for for Barclays that's transition. I say it was still in a bank, but but not necessarily in a banking role. It you know what dy- you know dynamic office environment. Um, I was just like that's more me. That sounds like it's more me. So. let me just take the chance let me just take the chance go for the interview see what happens um and it really was me because I ended up getting the getting the job there um which was great (laughs) (laughs) wonderful and in your introduction I did talk about the fact that you made your career decisions were sometimes based around other things going on in your life at any point in time and you had a pretty momentous occasion after Barclays when you became a parent um and that obviously the opportunity to reevaluate what you how you wanted your work life to be around motherhood yeah um yeah I always wanted to be a mum that spent that I mean I was fortunate to be able to to go yes I want to spend time with my child at home raising my child so the shift then came as in I was ready for a career change then um again I was always striking in the city. No, I wanted to be local, um, but I had a number of years where where I could spend being at home with my child, and I thought I couldn't just do a career change without having an experience. So I kind of went into this uh, teaching assistant teaching type roles, but I I knew that I had to, as I say, have the experience. So then I started to do a little bit of home studying um, while I was at home with my son, and. Again, that paid off. It's and that was really about me going. Where do I want to be now? I've, I've grown and I've changed as a person. Now I've become a mother. That's the most important role to me. Now, how do I work? Mm-hmm. How do I balance my my career and my my work life around being a mother? Um, and then I did that. So so I did a bit of home study with the Open University. Um, yeah, and then I went into volunteering, so to get the experience. 
And that bit, I think, is a really uh, critical point I want to draw out here because a lot of time people ask me, well, how do people make these moves? And that was why I dwelt a little bit on the how you got into banking from retail. You know, what story did you tell the recruiters? And here we have another opportunity about how you made a shift into a sector that you had no experience in, no background. And one of the things you told me was this idea of volunteering. So it gave you an experience Mm -hmm. of working with children. But you said it also then gave you the confidence to apply for teaching assistant roles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And again, it's that thing of... um, this is really what I want to do. You know, this is really something I want to do. You know, having that time out to just really consider where, what direction you want to take your life career-wise. This is really what I want to do. How can I get there? And again, it really is about knowing knowing yourself and your, and, and um, researching as well. Because I wasn't somebody that was just, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit around and hope this comes to me. I, I got out there. I started talking to people. I'd be I'd be you know searching. I don't think the internet was <laughs> was that big at that time to be honest so it was making a few phone calls you'd see these things like you know adult learning centers training courses I was up for all of that I was really like right how can I do this you know how can I make that change um yeah and the volunteering was was just right because that was just the experience I needed and again like you say it really did give me the confidence because then I could actually go to potential employers well look you you can take me seriously now because you know that I'm doing this because A, I'm, I'm studying and I'm volunteering. So, so those two things kind of went hand in hand for me to be able to kind of, again, as we said before, sell myself to potential employers, really. And I love the fact that you've brought up this idea of getting out there, talking to people, using your network, saying yes to anything. And I'm just uh, highlighting that here because it echoes a message. It's a messaging that came out in a previous episode from Malta with Love. So if people want to listen to Leah talk in From Malta with Love, she has the exact same messaging that she just utilised and leveraged her network, people that she knew, people that she was speaking to, even down the pub, uh, to actually start to understand what you could do, where you could do it, and how you could start to gain this experience. So I love the fact, Fee, that you've actually brought up uh, quite organically the same the same idea of owning this journey. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, and I think it's also important to talk. I'm not, you know, because I know some people have, have a fear of talking. I, I get that. Um, I'm not necessarily the most, you know, I, I wouldn't just walk, you know, you, you know, you get some people that will just walk up and grab opportunities. I'm not saying that's necessarily me. Just talking to anyone because I think you just find out so so much about opportunities like you know hey um I know somebody that works in that school let me have a word with them and just see if and that could be a friend you know so it's just really talking to anyone about your dreams and aspirations and you find that actually funnily enough you sort of find yourself if you if you really want to that is going in in moving in those directions but and those conversations like you end up networking and kind of building those connections and those little opportunities those little doors opening you kind of find yourself finding ways to move in that direction if that that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely so you did end up getting a role as a special special educational needs teaching assistant and Mm. We will hear again the theme that you do really well at it and that that has been a consistent theme through everything that you've 
you've uh you've done to this point and you gradually built up your experience you worked your way up and eventually the head teacher recognized in you that you might want to formalize your teaching status through a qualification and that was another point in your career journey where you questioned what you wanted to be doing yeah absolutely so I um yeah I was very fortunate I, I I'm a grafter I really love I I, I think Laura I, I put 100% into things or try to mm-hmm. um because I don't, I don't believe if a job half done is worth doing. I just, I've just never had that mindset. So, um, so when I was doing teaching, yeah, um, the head teacher kind of approached me and said, you know, how about you? I, I didn't have a degree. I didn't have a qualification to to go into teaching. Have you, you know, she questioned, have you thought about that? We can put you through the PGCE here if you, you know. And then, it, you know, I, I started doing the role of a cover teacher, and and I loved it as a start mentioned before it's probably one of the the most rewarding job I've ever done working with kids and you know helping education but I started thinking look I'm not getting any younger is it is it right for me is it right for me and is it right for me in five years time is it right for me in 10 years time how do I really want my future to be how do I really want um to feel about me and my life almost that sort of moment where I know it sounds really cheesy but you, you know you might have a moment where you have like an outsider looking in and it's kind of like can I see myself can I see really see myself doing that um and then I was fortunate I got to do things like art classes and and get hands-on with the um productions that sort of Christmas plays and that kind of thing where we were making stuff and back to those sort of creative lessons and I I love that and I absolutely it, it sort of woke this you know it brought this passion back for creative the creative arts designing that kind of thing and I was like oh gosh this is what I wanted to do yeah that was the moment and so people will now uh get a flavor of this idea of the full circle from you wanting looking to go or thinking that you wanted to go into fashion early on and then coming back around to this idea that actually you really feel alive when you start when you are involved with art and design and you said that you did apply you try to apply for art related roles but you didn't have the experience so you then took yeah. a step I did and I think I was getting a little bit frustrated because I know my work ethic I know myself I know that whilst I don't have the experience I'm somebody that if I was given the opportunity, I'd prove myself. That's how I felt about myself. So, so when it got to the stage where I was looking at, you know, roles that I, I felt like I was more than capable of doing as well. Um, but I wasn't really wasn't getting anywhere. So I just thought, what what should I do? Like 40 plus year old woman. And I just thought, if it's a if it comes down to that me doing something I love, then I need to do it now. So I I went back to university to retrain and studying graphic design (laughs) yeah and what you said to me when we were having our briefing call was you you're almost at the end of your degree and you said to me which I think is just wonderful to hear that you can honestly say it's 100% what you should be doing oh yeah like don't get me wrong financially yeah (laughs) but that pushing that to one side because I really did the fact that I was doing something I still am actually doing something that I love doing and makes me feel 
the way I feel, I just have that feeling of, yeah, this is right. This is me. This is, yeah, this this is what I want to do. That, I see that over, over everything else. So, um, although, again, I made that decision later on in life, um, I made it at a time when I had responsibilities, financial responsibilities, sorry, financial responsibilities. I was um, a parent, had a household to run, had a household to pay for. Going back to university, it, it just wasn't a, I, I didn't have to give it much thought, Laura. I really didn't. It was just like, I want to spend the rest of my life doing something I love. And that that's what it came down to. And I wanted to spend a little bit of time on this idea of going back to education because I I wonder if people listening to this podcast have been thinking this could be an opportunity for me, but how do I do it as a mature student? And one of the points you've had to uh, educate yourself about really is is the technology so we should say what you're doing at university would you want to just let people know what degree you're doing yeah so I'm doing a BA honours in graphic design and that includes it there's a it, there's a quite an umbrella that's editorial design you use experience design um, illustration branding so, so that, that comes under that sort of umbrella um, yeah and so you put all that hard graft and curiosity and inquisitive um, nature to good work because even how you had to create your portfolio to get onto a degree to me just sounded really inspiring what you did there. Yeah, I think, I mean, I knew that, you know, I was well aware that a lot of college students, you know, fresh from college students were going to, I did feel like I'd be, they were going to possibly outshine me. And I didn't have that recent um college experience or you know some of them went to college to do graphic design or illustration that kind of thing so I knew that I'd have to work a little bit well a lot harder actually um I wasn't um great at the uh technology the technical side of things the software I say I wasn't great I I I barely used it so so all of this stuff I I I prepared myself mentally for perhaps feeling a bit behind. However, that didn't matter to me. It was almost like, well, I will work that a little bit harder. I, I had to produce a portfolio, but I didn't have, um, as I say, any college work that I'd produce. So I, so I kind of got onto Google and, you know, what should a portfolio look like? What work would, it, would I need? Um, so then I went about building a portfolio um, the best I could. And um, yeah, I got got a lot knockbacks from a lot of unis, but um, it was it was absolutely fine. When I say knockbacks, they offered me other courses, um, so it wasn't necessarily that I had to just go right. That's the end of my um, my my path in graphic design. I'm very much a person that if I want to get there, I will find a way to get there. So so although I felt like I did have that against me. Um, that I, you know, that I didn't have that portfolio, I didn't have that, those technical skills, I might not have been as quick and flash as some of the younger students. Um, that's fine. I'll, I'll still do it because I, I know I'll get something out of it. And again, for me, that learning, that growing, that educating yourself—that that's always something that I, I love doing anyway. Brilliant. And you're you're graduate in the, this summer and you've done a, a sort of full time three year course, which is absolutely extraordinary as someone who did have I had no intention of doing any further qualification after my degree. So 
very well done and you'll you'll be on to the next the next transition in your career looking for for a role that uses your graphic design yeah I'll be honest Laura I'm I'm not going to say it wasn't hard it really was and there were times when I was like I don't know if I'm going to get to the end of this (laughs) I'm being completely honest and I think that's just because being a mature student I've got other responsibilities um so I've got my son I've got my my mum that you know um but it was yeah I did it I just think yeah I did it I'm going to embrace that with a bit of bit more positivity I did it I, I absolutely did it and yeah and I'm really excited about although I'm a little bit nervous I have to be honest I'm like my gosh it's it's a career change and now here I am looking for starting to look for jobs again going back into that um those interviews that doing those cvs and i'm like eek, just a bit sort of you know daunted by the whole thing but um let's do it i'm up for it so that's, that's amazing and i think you're probably one of my first guests i've spoken to so far that i should make a mental note to come back to you in six months or 12 months time and we'll get to see what you've managed to achieve with all the lessons that you've learned so far. Um, I think that will be really interesting. And I know I wish you all the best in getting the most out of everything you've done for the degree and ready to get on with getting out there into the world of work, but as a graphic designer this time. Yeah, gosh, that sounds crazy, but yeah, (laughs) I am. I'm going to take that. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. No problem. Uh, just to just to wrap up, I think we I feel like we've come to a natural close there. But the reason I wanted people to hear your story, uh, so just a reminder of those themes, is I love the fact that you moved away from your initial passion, but somehow twenty whatever years on, life has brought you back to that. And I really want people listening who are early on in their careers and thinking about making decisions now that they think might impact their whole life. I think you're a shining example that if it's the right path, it will come back to you and it will come back to you with even more uh, skills, knowledge, experience, desire that you wouldn't have had necessarily if you had started that path way back in the earlier days. So I just want people to take that message away. And uh, this just really demonstrates that a career journey does not have to be linear. It absolutely can be full of the twists and turns and blind corners. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. So I will thank you very much for your time, Fee. Just to let people know, if they would like to get in touch with Fee, you can contact me on lozalovuk at outlook.com. That's L-O-Z-Z-A-L-U-V-U-K at outlook.com. I'm sure Fee would love to answer any further questions or Absolutely, share any further yeah. insights. Thank you. I would. And uh, just to let people know, uh, if you have feedback, comments, questions, That is the email address to get me on. And I am going to be looking for some more people, more people who have done two or three career changes, who have managed to navigate the slightly twisty, turny path that most of us have to do. Um, I would love some more inspiring people to be part of my podcast. You can reach out to me on that email address. I look forward to hearing from you and watch out for the next episode shortly. Many thanks. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you.